I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Saddle up, gang. It's the Football Ramble. Oh, we're back, and my name's Marcus, and I've got Luke with me. All right. Jim's here. Hello. Pete's not. Mm, no. No sooner am I back, he's gone. Yeah, he can't have you two in the same room. It went off last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, has he gone to Vietnam? Is it one in, one out? It's yeah. Borneo. Borneo? Mm. Uh. Last, genuinely, the last thing I saw from him was a text he sent me mm-hmm. with a picture of an invite to Robbie Fowler's investment portfolio talk lecture. Is that right? Where oh, yeah. is it? Um... I don't know where it is in London somewhere I presume but yeah so that's the last we've heard of him so he's either done that yeah. or he's actually gone on holiday yeah, Pete Donaldson everyone there you go right well we are going to crack on um, despite Pete's absence uh, now there's a story from Ecuador recently as I'm sure every single one of us is aware because club side FC Manta their president Jamie Estrada who's 28 years old he's resigned from his position um, as he's installed himself as their new centre forward <laughs> not a time for that you can't mm. do both so it's, <laughs> it's very humble of him to. They like, probably went, no, you can't well, do one of them. <laughs> the team needed him and he stepped up. Yeah. Exactly. At the age of 28. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he inherited the side from his father, in case you're wondering why. You would, um, wouldn't you? Yeah. His father's now mayor of Manta. They've got a monopoly on that place, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but if you could choose a chairman or an owner of a football club in England to make an appearance for their team, who would it be? And Luke is to my left today because I'm sitting in Pete's chair. Uh, Luke, who are you going to go for? Um, I'm going to go for Everton man mm. Bill Kenwright mm. for a couple of reasons. One, because it would be um, because he made his money in the theatre, obviously. So therefore, there would be a very high level of performance. <laughs> <laughs> and then let me move on. Let me move on. And then because he's obviously so keen to sell the club and sell everything, I imagine him just running around to other players, going, "Do you like him? Do you want to buy him? Fancy, <laughs> fancy a bit of that?" So I think that'd be very entertaining. You can't really sell players to other players. They're not like slaves. Some of them are really wealthy, though, so they can afford to buy the others. You're telling me that, say, (laughs) Cristiano Ronaldo can't afford to buy Bradford a Bradford player? Yeah. Of course he can. What's the point? He would, wouldn't he? You can't do that. You can't own a human. I'm not trying to say it. No, but I just mean for work purposes. (laughs) Well, you could employ one, but you couldn't buy him. Maybe you could get him to be his, um, to be his, like, standing for training or something if he doesn't want to do it. Or you bring him with him every time. If you sign Ronaldo, you had to, to take the player. Mm. And Ronaldo would just sit him out wide all the time and like put balls in or just pass it to me. Every Let time. me clarify: Cristiano Ronaldo is not a slave trader. <laughs> I feel much more comfortable now. I got yeah. it off my oh, chest. Not Good. That we know of. Yeah. No, yeah. but he could afford to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is the real nub of the situation, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Bill Kenwright is yeah. the, is the first answer of today's question. Jim, Mike Ashley, and you can all picture why. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's absolutely no need for any go yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, but if it any really chairman as thought, as would that. think they'd have a go, it would be him. Absolutely. What are you thinking? Nuisance value up front? Oh, oh definitely. Yeah, yeah, just sort of front. Yeah. wobbling around. Imagine him at corners, <laughs> yeah. marking the goalkeeper. Yeah. It'd be a nightmare. It actually like, might be quite effective. It'd be like Licksteiner. <laughs> it would be a nightmare. See, Ken Wright would probably play full-back, defensive midfield, something like that. He would slot in and try and... Um, he would get part of the team, whereas Ashley would definitely go, well, I'm not from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if I was, if, but genuinely, if I had my own team and I had Mike Ashley and he mm. had to play because he'd washed a kit that week or whatever, I would definitely play him up front. Do you think? Well, because he's nuisance. It'd be, yeah. just be a nuisance what up there. What nuisance would he be? Mm. I, I think flick, you're flick, overestimating his stamina. Yeah, yeah. Probably, well, I think I am. Yeah. Ball to feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although his chest control would be brilliant, <laughs> just from the sheer mass of it. Yeah. yeah. You just aim at it, and he'd probably get it every time. Unintentionally brilliant. Yeah, but that'll uh, do. He wouldn't work many channels, would he? <laughs> no. Yeah. No doggies there. No, Absolutely no, no. no doggies at all. <laughs> no doggies at all. Um, uh, I'm going to go for Delia Smith. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ovs. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, she'd mix it up. Definitely. You? Where would you play Delia? Uh, in goal. Jim's got the points, <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, right, <laughs> let's zoom off to the Premier League. Let's move on to the less important stuff. Yeah, um, let's trudge through this nonsense. Um, Spurs to Arsenal one. Unsurprisingly enough, Gareth Bale got the opening goal. Aaron Lennon got the second, and then Gareth mm. Bale got an own goal, mm. didn't he? Well, it's all, it seems harsh to give the own goal yeah, to Bale to me. It but was Jim. It was. Yeah, but there you go. Um, go on, mate. Yeah, what I've, you got, I've got some stats. Yeah, I bet um, you do. these are these are from Ask Blog. So these are from Arsenal. Check them out. Um, yeah, um, Theo Walcott touched the ball twenty-eight times. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot, is it? Uh, it's worth pointing out, I think. And uh, Arsenal made nine tackles, and Spurs only made eleven, um, which is sort of indicative of what a frantic game it that was. Is really so it's, low. it's crazy, isn't it? Um, so uh, there were so many occasions in the game where um, Tottenham players were just dribbling with the ball, and there were three or four Arsenal men standing off them. Both the goals were a result of that as well, and it's you know that that sort of indi- indicates that. And Arsenal made twenty six crosses and four connected, so that's a really mm. poor showing there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just you know. It's two stupid, stupid goals to concede. If you're going to lead, if you're going to defend with a, a line that high, someone has to take responsibility. You know, that sort of. It's a role that really, really needs to be played like, at a high intensity if you're going to do that. But Vermaelen and Mertesacker seem to just communicate very badly. And, you know, just conceding. Conceding one goal twice is, is stupid. <laughs> yeah. That should not happen. What you've just said there about um, if you're going to play that role, someone needs to take responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you're saying that you're quite frustrated because you can see that as well. How frustrated do you think Steve Bold is telling yeah. them that every day those, after yeah. every Saturday? Also, after. also those two goals came from runners from deep as well. So yeah. I mean, you'd be wondering why um, why no one was tracking them. Basically, I mean, mm. I mean, it was a, it was a horrendous line. It was clearly not offside. Both of them yeah. were anywhere close to being offside. Adebayo was offside. Does that hurt even more? God. Yeah, but he was. You know, he was. He was. He, he, was, he was dreadful. Was he? Adebayo. Yeah, he was. Absolutely well, he's dreadful. not playing for a contract, is he? it's true it must be absolutely maddening for Tottenham fans to just to just see him being the mercenary buffoon he is but um, (laughs) yeah Thomas Vermaelen as well um, was just all over the place and I think it would be a very good time for Vermaelen to get flu at the moment and just have to have a couple of games off you know he's ill we can't play we'll put the dinosaur in instead Um, because it's Wenger's given himself a problem by making him captain because he is just wayward surely because Shelley's got to start games hasn't he he I know he's been injured and he's on his way back I would start him over Vermaelen at the moment I thought um I just thought Arsenal didn't really show an awful, an awful lot at all. I mean, at the back, they were, it was only a couple of laps at the back. I mean, they were reasonably solid for the first half mm. hour or so. But when when you find that Arsenal playing as good teams, they just can't. One, they can't deal with the movement of a good team, 
Uh, two, they don't really look like they'll fight to get back into a game. Well, That's, a, a huge, problem, yeah. huge problem, I think, um, is, and this has been overlooked because the loss of Robin Van Persie is so much bigger, is the sale of Alex Song. You know, mm. there's been no one in there to replace him. Mm. Song, you know, would put it about a lot more than the, than the sort of midget midfielders fit, we've got. Yeah, and Diaby's inconsistent when he is fit as well. So um, it, it's just, it's hit us hard. You know, the, the, the centre was soft anyway, but that's just affected it even more. And, and Vias Bias would have been would have been slightly annoyed uh, to start with in the second half because he would have said to his team, look, we didn't expect to come into that into the halftime break two nil up. You know, yeah. so first fifteen minutes they're going to have a go, they, and they're always, a team will always have a go. And they're a decent enough side at the start of the second half when they're a couple of goals behind. Mm. And I would have just said, don't give them anything, don't give them anything cheap, because I'd, I'd, I would I've got serious concerns about whether Arsenal can fight for a goal or two anyway. Mm. So and then they gave a stupid free kick away and considered that, and it didn't really didn't defend a, a poor quality ball. Yeah. And presumably that stat you said earlier about the four crosses that connected that would have been one of them. Yeah. That was a poor delivery. They should have dealt with that a lot better. And then after that you think, God, Spurs keep hold of the ball now because you know if you do that they're not going to have a problem with this Arsenal team I don't want to sound too harsh but they just got I mean when it comes to playing against good teams they've got nothing about them at all mm. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not impressed with them at all in any way No I mean I think it's the longest run of games of sort of undefeated games they've put together this season I think is five um, which is just not good enough is it for a team with aspirations of, of the Champions League I think you know it's becoming clearer and clearer this should be the season really when you look at the way the team is performing they drop out of the Champions League I mean there's still 10 games to go you don't know Spurs have got really difficult running as well um, and also we've got a secret secret weapon in Rafa Benitez much, of it, much has been said about Spurs um, have now overtaken Arsenal they're the best side in North London all that. it's been a few seasons that people have been suggesting this but is this the season Spurs have been suggesting that for a long time <laughs> <laughs> well, but is I, this I the just, season just, they're seven points aren't they above yeah. Arsenal now yeah I, well I think that you know, if you look at Arsenal's form going into that game against Spurs I mean, I've been a bit harsh on Arsenal there, but their form has actually been very good. Mm, but in the, the Premier point, League. Yeah, but the point, yeah, in the Premier League, exactly. But the point stands that they still, in, in, among that run, they've, played, they've beaten teams you'd expect them to beat. Mm. And when they've come up against good quality teams, like uh, they drew with Liverpool, didn't they? Yeah. And they lost to uh, Chelsea. And, and they lost at home to Man City quite yeah. easily as well. well the problem those, is, that's when they fall short. Yeah, obviously. well, the problem is in those games, they don't start playing until they're 2-0 down because almost the pressure comes off. It's like, oh, we're going to lose. And another problem is when they do put a run of games together, there seems to be this attitude, like, oh, it's fixed now. We're Arsenal again. It'll be fine. Mm. And then they just come short again or mm. come up short. Yeah, I, th- I think to answer your question more directly, um, you know, with the greatest respect to Jim sitting, sitting next to me, yeah, Spurs, Spurs are a, a well, clearly, clearly a better clearly team, a better team yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Do you think Aaron Lennon should get in the England squad? He's had a good season. He's mm. had a really good season. Uh, well, he's, he should be in and around the squad, of course. Yeah, I, I think he's got more about him than maybe one or two others that are in there. What about uh, Lennon and Walcott? Would you say one? Was what on, on either side? No, no, no. Sorry, is in one ahead of the other. Um, I don't know. I don't know Lennon's stats off the top of my head. Walcott's got 18 goals this season. He has done very, very well. His best goal return ever. Yeah, but the problem is a lot of the goals have come sort of when we're already winning or it's a consolation goal or something like that. So his his end product when it matters, and this is also true of Olivier Giroud, isn't great. Yeah, and I think going back to Spurs, you know, imagine how good they would be as a team if they if they had signed the central midfield player they wanted as well as Holtby and signed the striker they need. Mm. I mean, because I mean, arguably they're the second best team in the Premier League at the moment, and AVB deserves a lot of credit. I think. Absolutely, I think it's if it's not the best run they've had in the Premier League here. It's certainly one of they've they haven't lost for mm. absolutely ages, and they're playing so well as well. Yeah, well, they've got a bit of steel about them. You know, mm. in in the past they've they've wobbled at this point, but they just they don't look like losing. I mean, they should be pretty confident even going into this run they've got. You know, I think they've got is it Liverpool, City, and Chelsea to come? Yeah, they've got Inter on Thursday, and they got they go to Anfield at the weekend. Yeah, I'm but not the, sure I mean that. the Inter game. 
it's a bonus in a way, isn't it, doing one in the Europa League? They're not going to sort of be absolutely devastated if they go out there. So they're going to go into that with a lot of confidence and just enjoy that. I think the one thing that could um, potentially scupper them, if, you can, if you're looking for reasons why they might be scuppered, is that they've not got an awful lot up, up top. And if they yeah. get through against Inter, they're going to be, have, have a reasonable chance, depending on the draw, of going quite far in the Europa League. And then they're going to have a lot of games, basically. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens anyway. Mm. And Chelsea are there for the catching, aren't they? Mm. Yes, they are. Absolutely. Although they did beat West Ham. Summer City! Well, that's right. Yeah. But Chelsea, they did beat West Brom 1-0, but Rafa Benitez has had a tough old week, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's, he's had a tough old year so far, hasn't he? It's like, I was, you know, we were all sort of, you know, surprised and mildly appalled by the reception he got when he first went to Chelsea. But, you know, credit to those Chelsea fans. They have stuck to their guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They still want him out. Just, I, didn't, I didn't think it was a rant. That's what everyone said. What no. Benitez? Yeah. Just Rafa and rant goes quite well together, doesn't it? So the tabloids like to use that one. Unfortunately, yeah, the, the tabloids have really locked onto him he's a foreign manager who would rather talk about football than scandal and they don't yeah. like that and when he was at Liverpool when he mentioned about I don't want to enter mind games early and one yeah. or two other things the press just basically went right yeah. we're not having this guy I think what he said was that, I mean the content of what he said and which he delivered in quite a well measured way and it was obviously pre-planned mm. the content of it I thought was was okay I mean yeah, he I said did. don't worry about me I'll be, I'm going to go in the yeah, summer I, I yeah, thought that was very so just back the team presumably you want the team to do well yeah and Denver and, Bar's back that up as well Benitez is absolutely right I mean realistically I know Abramovich like, has got you know, an itchy trigger finger but he's not going to Far imagine now and get no, another one now. It'd be ludicrous to do that. Who, who would he get? Who yeah. would he get anyone? I do find it funny that when Benita said that, he's like, he was basically saying, "Look, I don't want to stick around either. Don't worry about it." Yeah, I'm and, here in the shop. And window. he mentioned about the interim business, didn't he? Yeah, but I mean, he he knew that was the case. I mean, he got everybody really annoyed by that. That's sort of the only but, thing I didn't quite agree with that, that point you made. Though. I mean, it no, does undermine title, him. No, but, the title having that in. Yeah, but manager, you know, silly. but you know, it does undermine him. But he did know that he went into that knowing that that would be the every case. manager at Chelsea is an interim manager. Absolutely, but it's getting to this. No, very true. It's getting to the point now. Now, though, I mean, we've even said this before. Who are they going to get? Guardiola is obviously their top target. They've been linked with Fabio Capello today, who said that you know he's uh, he, he's got no plan to go there. I mean, Capello go there. You think? Yeah, I think well, so. Well, he's a Russian, though, isn't he? No, I know, but I reckon... Well, he's supposed to be old. I, I don't know, I think Capella might. Well, I mean, the point about the Benitez thing, I mean, this all stems from Benitez making some comment about plastic flags at Stamford Bridge when he was Liverpool manager. Mm. If you take the comment, the, 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 the quote verbatim, it's not actually that bad anyway. No, no. no. And he was a manager of another club at the time. It, it wasn't... Yeah. It's not any, Who I'll they were you, big rivals with. Exactly, and I'll tell you something. Ferguson has said much worse before and since that. And, and doesn't get any stick for it. It's the press. Yeah, but it's he's mad. not gone in as injury no, manager, the is it? It's the fans, isn't it? The fans are doing it. No, but the, the press influenced the, flans, the fans. Mm. But, I mean, they take Mourinho back, despite when he turned up with his well, inter side and knocked them out of the Champions League. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I, mean, I usually get what I want at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, Mourinho's surely got to be the outstanding candidate. There's, you know, everyone thinks he's going to leave Madrid, but will Abramovich swallow his pride and have him back? Well, the suggestions that, that they will. I mean, there's talk of Simeone or Pellegrini as well, but um, the, the game itself is actually quite an underwhelming spectacle because everyone yeah. was going, oh, you know, the last two managers have, have lost their job after West Bromwich Albion games. And then Chelsea was, I mean, it was, it, the game sort of fizzled out after about 30, 60 minutes. Yeah. And that's when the fans started cheer- singing again, wasn't it? Mm. Because well, I suppose there was nothing going on, really. A little story from the West Brom camp was that Ben Foster is back in England contention. Mm. He's made himself look an idiot there. He yep. has. Hodgson had to try and. Uh, well, at, the, at the time, though, Marcus, we said. Joe Hart's, uh, at the time Joe Hart was in excellent form we said, Joe Hart's in great form one of the world's best keepers all that sort of caper but he's only a few clangers away yep. from no- and there's nothing under him That's right, there's yeah. nothing beyond that so you, what are you doing Foster? Well, and if he gets injured mm. 
And yeah, obviously, obviously he doesn't want to travel back and forth to his friendlies and stuff. But I mean, that's part of the modern game now. Well, yeah. He's not, he's not that old, Foster, is he? No. But surely. I understand I, if he was 35. Hmm. Surely being part of the squad for all those friendlies and just getting to know the setup and getting to know the regular players is going to be beneficial to you in the long run if you've got long term ambitions of playing for England. Well, that's right. I mean, especially as many, a goalkeeper. But how too? many goalkeepers have we seen um, show a lot of promise when they're young and been absolutely outstanding? Paul Robinson was one. Yeah. They lose the confidence and they just S- never get back Scott to Scott Carlson. Hmm. Scott Carlson, yeah. I mean, Joe Hart, I would say, was a cut above those two, yeah. even, even in there. Robinson had a real fall from grace, didn't he? Mm, he, he, really he, did. he was excellent to start with. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. A lot of flaws to his game, a lot of fundamental flaws to his game, his movement and his feet and stuff. He could see it. And then as soon as the conference went, the the, the, um, the sort of um, technical deficiencies just became massively apparent, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Everton were back to winning ways uh, at home to, to Reading 3. When I say back to winning ways, it, they they really won. Can I get confirmation they? that Big David Moyes was back in the L3 PC? He was. There you go, can see. be no, no coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Have you worked with anything in the training ground this week, David? No. No. Just, put my seat on. <laughs> just had a chat with my tailor. Yeah. The boys now know I'm the manager. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I don't. Um, Loudrup uh, wears a kind of a, is it a navy blue jumper, and mm. it always clashes with his blazer. Get your colours right. It's working though. Mm. It's working for him. We all know that football works based it's purely around superstition week yeah. and all that. Jim, that's what yeah. I'm thinking about a bigger <laughs> picture. Fashion is weak. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah, but it was good to see Everton winning properly at home. Mm. They've had a few funny results of late. They obviously started seeing fantastically well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's probably I mean, the dream of them going top four is over now, isn't it? Well, yeah. it's seven points off or something. It's not going to be easy. Peanut scored a lovely one. Mm. Oh yeah, I think the goalkeeper should have done better there, though. Do you? To be honest, yeah. I'm glad he did. It was a bit close to it. Was yeah. We've been hard on goalkeepers tonight. Very hard. Yeah. Um, Manchester United beat Norwich four nil. Kagawa with a lovely hat trick. The mm. first Asian to score a hat trick against Norwich City in the Premier League. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> is a stat. I think he's first Asian to score a Premier League. But that is also a stat. Yeah. <laughs> Kagawa's second is probably my favourite this season. Oh, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Cheeky that nice. sod. Yeah. <laughs> then Rooney's as well. What a screamer that was. Yeah, that was class. I still think the second one was the best. Oh, it was beautiful. It was a yeah. great Just goal. a little touch. Cheeky. Yeah. yeah, it's glorious. Imagine that in a World Cup final. Just passed that. it into the bottom corner. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, um, it was someone said to me on my Twitter timeline, it was Gareth Barry esque. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, it was. Yeah, yeah it was United warming up well um, for their match against Real Madrid this week. Um, ow, one of the big results of the weekend. We spoke about QPR last week. They need to pick up some points, especially in these six pointers away. to Southampton was one of them. They bloody well yeah, did. They, and it was Jay Bothroyd who got the winner. They won their winnable game, didn't they? They did. They won 2-1. Um, Harry loved it. I expect mm. he'll be serving that newspaper with a libel writ after those l- apparent lies they reported about him. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll, yeah. Wait, we'll wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> more, more on that in a bit. Yeah. Um, Rob Green, talking to goalkeeper, be kind to him. He came on and made a couple of great yeah, saves. he was great. One yeah. in particular. It's so difficult for a goalkeeper to come on like that when they're cold and and. Because Cesar didn't do very well. Mm. well. I mean, I mean, QPR are, um, are at home to Sunderland next weekend, and Sunderland are in an absolute freefall. They haven't won for ages. You can see QPR, QPR winning that, and yeah. at the time of recording, QPR for all their bad press and and rightly so, their terrible form, they're four points from safety. If they win next weekend, they could feasibly be a point away from safety. It yeah. must man, that's mad. It must yeah. be so difficult at the moment for Renat trying to manage that side because. You know, he's put he put Jay Bothroyd in, fair enough, and he's got he scored the winner. Next week, Bothroyd might not fancy it. He might be off colour. Who do you put yeah. in? It, it really yeah. is such a jigsaw. You've yeah, got to get it right. Too, the, yeah, yeah, he's got to get it right. You, you know, he doesn't have many players in that that side that he can really bank on. I think it's the, just a case of of getting that safety and an enormous clear out. I thought. I think the biggest positive though from that game was how Loic Remy is quite clearly a cut above mm. from the other players in that squad. It's a, a hell of a coup for them to get him, and he's, he's you know he, he produced in this game. Yeah. Um, 
I for one was hugely surprised to see uh, Adam Lallana come off second best in a clash of heads with Clint Hill <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Clint Adam Lallana would just look like he looked like he had quite a serious head injury yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and there's one player you can bank on yeah Mr Hill oh, of friend of the ramble yeah um, Liverpool had a brilliant one away to Wigan 4-0 mm. Stuart Downing scored a header yeah Patrick for Suarez who's just different class can, can I just mm. say on the same weekend QPR won Stuart Downing scored a header I mean there's got to be <laughs> yeah. something well, witch- witchcraft <laughs> yeah. meanwhile down in League 1 well, <laughs> and Pompey bloody <laughs> won as well yeah. that's the perfect hat trick you know what not? that's I'd... it when Pompey win everything else goes mental well, that's the catalyst you, what odds would you have got Stuart Downing had a QPR away with and a Pompey away with. I had a few tweets. Millionaires. Do you know what? I had a few tweets from crew fans on Saturday morning <laughs> saying, oh, I hope we spank Pompey because then we'll get a mention on the ramble. Well, you're getting your mention all right, chaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> Up yours, everybody. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> First win since 20th of October. Let me have it. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, we must go back to Wigan though, where Liverpool won four 0 Hat trick for Suarez. Mm-hmm. Good player, isn't he? He's all right. Yeah, he's not bad when he's not diving around. Liverpool five points off a Europa League spot. Will they try and avoid that spot? Well, Suarez has got twenty four goals now. Yeah. In, which mm. you know, I mean, given that we've got a, you know a fair amount of whack of the season mm. left, you fancy him to get at least another seven or eight goals now. Yeah, yeah. Which is an amazing return. It's whether they can keep hold of him really. They massively mm. need. But the thing is, you don't even know if Suarez will be happy to to stay at even of the Europa League. Yeah. yeah. He'd obviously want to. Well, play there's in. talk of Bayern Munich, isn't there? We don't know how realistic <laughs> that is, but he'd fit in well there. And he kind of looks a little bit like Roy Mackay. I mean, you had such a great time there. Yeah, <laughs> no disrespect to, to, to Liverpool, of course, because they're a massive club. But you know, you got to look at Suarez and think, well, he's a Champions League quality Bayern, player. There's if, no two ways about mate, that. If Bayern Munich coming for you, you know, that's a yeah. massive club as well. You know, and they're in the Champions League. They're, they're, they're going to get to the last stage. Exactly, they're going to get to the last stage of the Champions League this season, aren't they? So yeah. I mean, they're going to be real down at the top table. I what are you saying? Might... <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, there's a chance they might get through this week. <laughs> you dreamer, Luke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's eleven warriors standing in their way. Very fearsome warriors. And when they get past customs, they play off. They haven't got to get customs at home. Doesn't work. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, that's enough of the Premier League. Let's go to the Championship. Middlesbrough beat Cardiff City 2-1 Cardiff is still top by 5 points and they have a game in hand but they did lose Mm. are we making this happen? I think we are but um, the best thing about that game was um, the two uh, incredible things Kieran Dyer scored his first league goal since 2007 and Sammy Amiobi that was a great goal as well (laughs) it's unbelievable it's a brilliant goal he danced through the penalty area Mm. Kieran Dyer and Sammy Amiobi with the goals it reminded me of George Weah that goal again this is what happens when Pompey win (laughs) anything can happen yeah Okay, let's look at that whole sort of betting thing again. So, QPR win, blah, blah, Some accumulated And Sammy Amiobi with a winner. Kieran Dyer scores. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I mean, Middlesbrough haven't been in great form, as we've mentioned before. Um, but I'm not going offici- to... They dropped away. Yeah, I'm not going to officially declare the alarm bells ringing mm. until Cardiff play Derby the next game, who are, who are awful yeah. in, in terms of form. They're mid-table, they haven't won for ages. Um, and Cardiff are at home. If they lose that... I tell you what, sorry Cardiff fans, but we're going to start getting on their back a bit, and we're going to see yeah. what happens. You see, there, um, there's talk of them being um, rebadged as the Cardiff Dragons. Yeah, that's poor. That's, that's poor. Leave them alone. Yeah, you've done enough. Yeah. Stop badgering them. Um, I was, but also in the championship, I was uh, delighted that Danny Murphy can continue to um, to big up my uh, claims for an Aston Villa place in the Premier League by. Uh, getting Blackburn to lose 3-2 at home to Peterborough who mm, are bottom and are. also getting the hook at half time well done Danny Cheers. is this better or worse <laughs> than when you 
um, backed Andre Voronin to be the top scorer in the Premier League. I, I don't know what that season. Don't remember that. <laughs> not sure. I remember that. This is this is not as bad. I he, think Murphy's still a good player. He's a good player. Yeah. And so is Voronin. <laughs> um, yeah, the posh move off the bottom with the Dwight Gale hat-trick mm. away at Blackburn. And Hull are still holding on to that second automatic. Hull were great against spot. Birmingham. Absolutely ripped them apart. 5-2. Like actual Tigers. Yeah. Seriously, how bad though? I mean, Birmingham are in danger of, of, of getting down yeah. there because yeah. they're six points off relegation. Wolves are actually second bottom. Mm. Dean Saunders took over at Wolves on, I think, the 7th of January. They haven't won a game. Oh yeah, Wolves have an absolute They haven't shocker. won a game yeah. under Saunders. I mean, obviously they sold Solbach in for, for, for form purposes, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sacked him. Yeah. Um, and they're in serious danger of getting relegated again. Wolves. Mm. It's mad. That would be massive. Somehow this is Alex McLeish's fault, because we all know he's <laughs> on some sort of personal crusade <laughs> against the Midlands. Alex McLeish looks awful. Have you seen the picture of him? I've not been out of order, because he's obviously getting on a bit, and he's a great player, and I you know, respect him as a player, um, but that this management business has aged him. I saw him, I, I'm not exaggerating. I it saw will him, do, management I, is a shock. I had Sky Sports News on at work, and yeah. I saw him with the sound off, and I genuinely didn't know who it was. He looks so old now. Mm. <laughs> do you remember when we went down to Bristol to do that coaching thing, and there was yeah. a massive McLeish lookalike? He looks worse than him. Yeah. I mean, that guy was a lot, lot, lot younger. Yeah, that, that was just for you and me. Yeah, that, cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's gold, that. Yeah, yeah. That's Sony Radio. Sony award-winning <laughs> radio. That. Yeah. Everybody, we're back. Um, uh, <laughs> right, let's go to Spain. Um, uh, there's been a couple of Clásicos of late, hasn't there? Copa yeah. del Rey. Real Madrid progressed to the final. Four two. They absolutely dicked on Barcelona in that game. Four two aggregate well. win over Barcelona. They beat them three one at the new Camp. And Barcelona didn't even look like ever shit. They were three 0 up. Yeah. But people were leaving, Jim. Yeah, but in fury because they've they've had it hard there. To be fair, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They've had to put up with a lot. You'd leave though if you if you if it was Madrid, you yeah, probably would. Yeah, yeah. Would but I mean, oh god, they they just look knackered now, don't they? It's tortoise and the hair thing that we spoke about. You know, Madrid sort of banking on, and weirdly, no one there's no one still saying that you know Madrid could possibly you know mount a title bid. But it's they're basically doing everything they can to just tarnish it for Barcelona, yeah. and it's working. I think, I, yeah, I think that's just it's just Mourinho, isn't it? He's he he'll, he'll lose silly games in the league to spite the directors at Real Madrid when Barcelona come along he's like well I don't like them either who do I, who do I dislike the least you can just see Mourinho's Real Madrid winning the Champions League and taking, oh, yeah. mm. taking the thunder you know I mean the Barcelona look a little bit bereft I mean they're, they're obviously missing Tito Villanova mm. it's quite tragic yeah. circumstances their current acting coach was like the DVD preparation guy like last year yeah. so obviously that's having an impact yeah. um, well I mean they're all, all but out of two competitions I mean they've mm. got a you know they could could well go through against Milan, but, they, but they've got they have a the quality coming task. through. I mean, I, I, I would I, say so. Well, no, when I say that, I mean, you know, Xavi, Iniesta, those types of players. You know, a nineteen-year-old, twenty-year-old. Some of the players they've got coming through, obviously, they're excellent players, and, and, and who knows? But there will be a transitional period, yeah. and they've been on cloud nine hundred ninety-nine for so long. Mm. You've got, you've got to wonder about the balance of the team as well because yeah. I mean, essentially PK and Puyol were, have always been excellent together mm. and, and obviously at international level as well mm. and now Puyol's starting to slow down a bit picking up injuries yeah. PK starts to, starting to look a bit exposed yeah. their fullbacks are massively attacking right. Danny Alves has not been as good as he used to be no. you've got Fabregas who hasn't maybe made the transition as smooth as they thought he would yeah. they mm. rely on Messi an awful lot and then when you take these games against Real Madrid they've got Rafael Varane now who's, who He's just looks close. like I mean genuinely the best of sort of 20 year old defender I think I've ever seen yeah. you know I've never it's seen beast. a player of that age and be so good and Morata as well yeah I mean, yeah, he, he looks good but yeah. what I mean in terms of how they look yeah, sure, like how they play yeah. against another, Barcelona another problem with Barcelona as well is when Puyol's out they've got Alex Song or Javier Mascherano who are not you know traditional centre backs by any stretch of the imagination yeah mm. that's right 
Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, I don't know if you talk about a change in the guard in North London. It's probably a bit... T- it's difficult to talk about a change in the guard in Spain because Real Madrid have such turnover of coaches and stuff. They're, they're rarely going to build any sort of legacy mm-hmm. because they're not going to have a coach there long enough. So it's, but, I mean, it certainly looks like... I mean, you, you, you'd have to say Cristiano Ronaldo is the, is the best player in the world on form. Mm-hmm. You know, he's better form than Messi at the moment, yeah, you know, yeah. so... But there was talk, wasn't there, about Rafa Benitez taking over after Mourinho? And, and, and people in England might think that's ridiculous, but he's very, very well respected in Spain. Well, I mean, Benitez. he won the league out there with fan- Valencia, didn't he? Which which he's is fabulous. It's so difficult to break that duopoly. Yeah. He's, he won the league twice with him, I think. Mm. I think he won the UEFA Cup as well. And he's won the Champions League with Liverpool. He has yeah. actually got a good CV. Yeah. yeah. You know, so Spain, the Spanish um, fans and press presumably respect him for that. Yeah. Well, he's just had a. He's done well in England. Yeah, of course he did, yeah. You know. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's a great tie in the final though isn't it Real Madrid versus Atletico Madrid yeah. great stuff yeah and, 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 and wonder how that's going to go well, and, uh, yeah, well uh, Atletico Madrid I mean it really is you know they're, they're both fighting for second place now uh, uh, Atleti are two points above um, Real Madrid mm. and they're both fighting for the cup so it's a, it's a glorious battle off in, yeah, the, in, in the capital um, and you can just see Atletico just ending the season with nothing though can't yeah, you yeah that would be really and I, and I think, sad and I think they'll struggle to keep both say Falcao Simeone's face but they're not going to keep Simeone and Falcao beyond the summer are they I yeah. mean does that look like oh, Simeone I reckon I th- I Chelsea goes, um, yeah or City did you see um, Gary Medell sending off? No, against, he is mad. <laughs> against Sevilla. It was, it was incredible. He, um, he, he took it well, um, as you'd imagine, <laughs> just absolutely spitting feathers as he went off the pitch. And then he kicks this sort of like bit of garden furniture, you know, the oh, white yeah, plastic chairs they have. Yeah, it sort yeah, of yeah. half fell over as he did He's it. He kind of smashed it. Yeah. No, 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 no. It looked like he smashed it. What actually happened was there was a water bottle on it and it hit a policeman in the face. <laughs> Oh, so right. Yeah, it looked like the chair smashed, but it's actually a water bottle on top of it. Oh, okay, I was going to say, yeah. how do you smash it? Speaking of meltdowns, Victor Valdez went mental after the cup. Yeah, yeah, well. he did. He He's got, got himself sent off. He actually yeah. said, apparently said um, to the referee, you, "You have screwed up. You're a disgrace. You have no shame." Which actually sounds quite polite. I mean, if an English player said that, yeah, but you can't imagine Rooney saying yeah, that. It's the way you mm. say it, though, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. It's the translation. It's the way of it. you carry yourself. They've uh, taken out the swear words, no doubt. In that severe game, there was another sending off uh, for uh, for Atletico, which is Jeffrey Condogbia. Uh, no, sorry for for Severe. Um, Jeffrey Condogbia who stamped on Diego Costa's balls yeah there's no real getting away with that that's not what we'd like to see Uh, but Real Madrid then went and beat Barcelona 2-1 in the league Benzema Messi and then Sergio Ramos got the winner Mm. that the middle faith would have loved that going going back to Rafael Varane oh yeah um, two Clasicos uh, two goals. This is the couple of the other I'm talking about. Well, sorry, Valdez. We must say got sent off in the in league. The, no, no, yeah, 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 I, yeah. Just, I, I just, just want. But to you just get confused with all these classics. So many games. Um, no, the two, the two uh, legs of the Copa del Rey. Uh, Rafael Varane, two goals, no fouls <laughs> against Barcelona That's not as bad, well. Yeah. yeah, you can't argue with that, can you? What um, a player! Indeed. Zidane said Zidane advised um, Real Madrid to sign him from Cannes, and it was nine million euros, I think. And he said to them, uh, he'll be the world's best centre back in a couple of years. And um, a lot of people in Spain after Terry's retirement. Well, he's already better than Pepe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, well, yeah, exactly. He's already better than Pepe. He's keeping Pepe out of the team. You know, no fouls. Yeah, <laughs> no. No, you get with Pepe. Yeah, it's <laughs> because they couldn't. Pepe's get never him. getting back in now. <laughs> on that stat alone. <laughs> yeah, Pepe, you've had your five. You can, get, you can get back in the team, Pepe, as long as you promise you won't commit any fouls. <laughs> what else have I got? <laughs> <laughs> Just run. Yeah, yeah. Shadows. M- um, Messi must have been loving it. Oh yeah. Just being tackled cleanly every minute, every five yeah. minutes. He didn't understand. I mean, fair enough. He did score, but he must have been very, very confused. Yeah. yeah. And Sergio Ramos, foul, another foully man, got the winner. The only yeah, the Ramos only... been sent off like fourteen times already in his career. Oh, more this season. Yeah. He's got, he's got, season. he's got the Real Madrid record, and, he, and he's played loads of games less than Hierro. You still have the mm. record. But that is, it's a Dan got sent off. I think fourteen times yeah. in his career. I think Vinnie Jones only got sent off thirteen. Right. Wasn't one was Savage only sent off once? 
for Wales. Well, we, we, we talked about this. We talked about this one. Yeah, we talked about this a week ago. No, he must have been sent off more. Sergio Ramos has taken or joined the record for European sendings off with Thomas Repka. We said yeah, that. yeah. Said <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm. Just, yeah, he's flying high with Real Madrid. Well done. <laughs> Good, good work if you can get it um, and then Malaga drew uh, nil nil with uh, Atleto uh, two points uh, above Madrid as I say and 11 points behind Barcelona so Barcelona look as though they've got the league but they haven't got the Copa del Rey so, no uh, I've, you've got to love that final mm. all Madrid right Serie A uh, Napoli won Juventus won a lovely battle between Cavani and uh, Chiellini yeah well lovely is maybe not the oh, word oh yeah, yeah a good old fashioned ding dong it carrying over from the friendly between Italy and Uruguay where um, Cavani went down and Chiellini was saying oh he keeps crying look at him and all this sort of stuff and then Cavani gave him a bit of an elbow in that game should have been sent off damn it all yeah absolutely he was booked though which was a strange one he's got a big target with that because he didn't didn't um, Conte say that um He'd just been trying to check Cavani's hair had enough like champ- yeah. gel in it, yeah, yeah, yeah or something like that. Afterwards, <laughs> obviously joking. But I, I think their pals are there. Yeah, no, they had a really stuff. sort of sweet, like loving mm. afterwards. Mm. Like you know, it's it's an honour to, to <laughs> bat him on the pitch like this with a great champion like Cavani. <laughs> you never get that here. Uh, yeah. um, uh, when I was watching the game, I thought um, Conte slight Reese Evans look about him. Yeah, sort of. I, I, I can see what you mean. The hair's very different now. Well, not that different. Um, I think he's got a bit of the um, Jim Carrey when he puts the mask on look about him. <laughs> got yeah, a big well, face, well, I big think features. Reece Evans in the in Spider Man. Yeah, that's fair enough. Zidane. I yeah. tell you, the Napoli fans were misbehaving, weren't they? You well, see they, what they yeah. did? What apparently, they did? The, apparently, they kept the Juve team up all night and night. Before. Oh yeah, that's right. And, yeah. Then, and then they followed the, the coach to the ground, chucking bricks at them on mopeds. <laughs> no, they, they, were, they followed them to the <laughs> ground on mopeds, you. chucking stuff and flares. And then when the bus got to the ground, they were met by like a second regiment <laughs> who um, <laughs> who were chucking stones at them. One of them. Um, it like broke the window next to um, Asamoah that's shocking uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable yeah, it really is. you've got to at least admire the commitment yeah. well, this is what um, uh, uh, did we say him at Manaman's profile last week when he said that they would go to Barcelona and stuff through the windows and all this and he said it was quite surreal and the first time it happened there he is crouching on the floor of a flipping coach next to like Zidane and Vigo yeah, yeah. And all these yeah guys, that is so. we, we missed a great um, Steve Manaman quote that I only got made aware of um, afterwards Apparently he was asked when um, David Beckham was going to move to Real Madrid. He was asked by the press um, if he thought Beckham should move over. And apparently Manuel went, yeah, he should definitely come over. We live like kings over here. <laughs> He's loving it. Nice. But it was um, a massive week in Italy because it was first versus second, third versus fourth and fifth versus seventh. That's it? right, yeah. Well, Milan beat Lazio 3-0. They, they're up to uh, up to third, 11 points behind Juventus. Mm, unbelievable on a form now. It really is. And in Inter, they beat Catania 3-2. Palacio with an injury yeah, time winner. I completely missed this at the time, as I think we all did or we would have mentioned it. You know, Inter very nearly signed John Carew. Yeah, in the that's window, right. Yeah. But it he was, was a fell for through. a trial. Yeah, apparently he was really out of shape though, and he couldn't. And the because he hadn't played football for a year, he couldn't. He couldn't get I anywhere near the standard. They're struggling. If they're, they're looking, looking at, at that as an option. option, well, they went two 0 down against Catania, and they, and they were mm. much better in the second half. I mean, Catania was so poor in the second half. Mm. Inter could have scored. John uh, Carew's not the answer. No, no. John Carew's never the answer. John yeah, Carew's an what? extra question. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gonna... Well, the exception of his days at Valencia when he was actually decent. I know, you know, I'm saying yeah, now. that's a long yeah, time now, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know he's all right player. Um, but uh, back at Juventus, though, one of their players has been caught for drink driving. Nicholas Bentner. Oh. You say player. I mean, no goals. One of their members of staff. Been injured for ages. One of their cast. That's right. Apparently he was driving on the wrong side of the road. (laughs) Well, he apologised to his Twitter account saying, Dear friends, I was booked for a mild case of drink driving. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was a quiet night, but I'm very, very sorry to all my friends and fans. It's not okay to drink drive. I take full responsibility. What, for all drink your driving fault. from now on? Yeah, you did it. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a I man. blame Smirnoff. <laughs> in fairness, the Danish FA have come out and suspended him from Six international. Months? Yeah, do you reckon that happened in England? Nah. No, no, no. No, no, not at all, not at all. We treat our celebrities with respect. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> right, let's go to League <clears throat> um, And it's the French Cup where PSG beat Marseille 2-0. D-Beck started and yeah. he looked good. Of course he did, he's D-Beck. Of course he did. He got booked as well, mm. Yeah, again. Um, Getting stuck uh, in. Joey Barton, proving that he is the ultimate playground player. And yep. what I mean by that <laughs> is the way he conducts himself. He used a tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. I no, think you know, play, the, the kind of insult. Gobby. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I think, you know, it was, it was reported that he was slagging off Zlatan's nose by giving it the old Pinocchio thing. Yeah. But I, it wasn't picked up. But I think looking at the video, mm. what Zlatan says in English mm. um, it's bigger than your dick. <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> you guys have to watch the video and just see if you can confirm it. But that's what it looks like, he says. It's a good retort. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. There's no so, flies on Zlatan. Yeah. Oh, I'm such a knob. Yeah, I know. He really is. Like, don't. Um, I find it quite funny. Yeah, he's He's a pantomime villain. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, And then uh, PSG, they lost uh, 1 0 away, but uh, Leon couldn't fully capitalise on PSG's loss. They drew 1 0 away. Still quite close, though, isn't it? At Brest. Yeah, Mm. they're two points below um, the Prisons. Steve Malbrank did an absolutely amazing bit of skill to set up the goal for Leon in that game. And also. He's having a good season, He is, yeah. yeah. Also, the um, the own goal um, was scored by a player called Trippy Macondo. Oh, Trippy's a great name for a player that's just committed something hapless. Um, I know we haven't got uh, Pete this week, so we can't do Pete's game. And before I go and do do something very special indeed, yeah. I thought I'd give you a little MLS update. Because, oh, please um, do. It was the opening weekend in the MLS. Well, the Galaxy played, didn't they? Well, it was the opening weekend, so all the teams were in action. Mm. But the game of the um, game of the weekend was Portland Timbers three. Yes. New York Red Bulls three. Oh. Uh, it's a great game. And, <laughs> you've got to watch this the MLS website MLSsoccer.com I think it is it's actually really good it's got full highlights of every game yeah. and good quality commentary and stuff and uh, Mikhail Silvestro who plays for Portland Timbers mm. now he had uh, it sounds like an exaggeration but I, I'm going to stick my neck out and say one of the worst defensive performances I've ever seen <laughs> right. they went Portland Timbers managed to battle back to a 3-all draw they went 3-1 down <laughs> the first goal they conceded was it, were they at home the Timbers yeah oh so the, the guy with the, um, yeah, all the that chainsaw business. was yeah, all that pretty business. busy it's a really, it looked like a really good atmosphere though. yeah yeah um, the Isn't first goal the music? yeah apparently so yeah okay, they used to do right. yeah but um Anyway, sorry. Um, the first goal, because Sebastian's got the ball after a, a corner or a free kick in his own penalty area. He's about ten yards out. He, he tries to do a back pass, but he absolutely fires it so hard <laughs> the goalkeeper has to get has to say it with his hands. It's like a proper <laughs> shot, right? But the keeper doesn't know what to do because he knows he can't pick it up, and he, so he just he just spills it, and the guy just nips in and scores. <laughs> Right. Wow! Is he getting an assist for that? Well, you'd hope so. He deserves at least that. Yeah. The second goal, he's in the left back position. It's a it's a regulation ball down the line, up in the air, over the top of the left midfielder towards Sylvester. He's got no one around him. Yeah. He air kicks it and falls over. <laughs> the same striker, Espindola, um, nips in and scores again. Honestly, the third goal he just doesn't bother marking the guy, no, which, which, which is a testament to how bad a game he's having because that doesn't look that bad. Mm. But if he'd been playing like a proper defender, you'd have been like, "Why are you not marking him?" Yeah. But what you- are you <laughs> bringing to this? What are you doing here? By that point, it was like picking him up for poor hygiene when he just murdered someone. It was like <laughs> it's, it's trivial. Don't worry about it. You know, he but, used a dirty knife. <laughs> but Portland basically rallied and, and yeah. got a draw out of it. But it, was, it looked like an astonishing game. And based on the highlights, it looked brilliant. Um, and obviously, Tim Cahill played for the Red Bulls as well. So mm. that was good. that was good. Nice one. Right, go on. Off you go. 
Diego Corner. Oh, yes. Mm. It's about time. Mm. Listeners, this piece is so important, I bolded it up yeah. on my running order. We spoke of Napoli earlier. Mm. We're mm. going to speak of them again. Well, the, El Diego's returned to Naples. He's got nothing else on. He's returned to Naples to uh, plead his innocence over an outstanding 40 million euro <laughs> tax bill. This is some resolution. This is a ramble staple, this. This yeah. really is. We've talked about Diego going back to Italy and having his watch taken off him and all that kind of Earrings stuff. Earrings as well. Earrings, which yeah. he owes a lot of money, yeah. apparently. I don't want this to be over, this Oh, yeah. I don't I, think it will be yeah, read the quotes could, the... <laughs> well, I say he went back there to sort of, and you think he'd show a bit of contrition you know because mm. <laughs> you really I mean I don't know I mean presumably hardly anyone in Italy pays the proper right of tax I presume um, but I mean Diego. I want to not... distance myself from that <laughs> I didn't even hear it <laughs> he says Diego says this is his way of being contrite everyone who drafted my contract at Napoli is free today I was out on the training field at the time but when I come to Italy the financial authorities want to take my earrings from me <laughs> why do I have to pay and not them well, you earn the money yeah. when you said they're free I thought they're like they're going to come down well I like to think that this isn't really sort of working so then he goes to the sentimental side I gave my life to I gave my life to Napoli I gave my life to them yeah. I am not a victim because I've earned a lot of money but I didn't know anything about the contractual issues I am facing up to the situation because I've not killed anyone yeah you knew about the drugs he was taking though. yeah and also you never pop at someone with an air rifle so yeah um, <laughs> this is kind of payment for that and, and then and then you can't resist this obviously I would like to coach the Napoli team <laughs> what this is really about yeah. <laughs> but here, I'll do job. it for 33 million euros a season yeah yeah after <laughs> tax and I want an advanced payment uh, but I'm not thinking of that bench at Napoli because I don't want to disrespect Mazzari who's doing a great job <laughs> De Laurentiis who's obviously the owner has never invited me to the stadium to see a Napoli match maybe there'll be time to talk to him Mm. So he wants to talk to the owner about the coach's position, which has already been filled, and he's disrespecting the coach by doing that. He was also what asked, a life. He was, yeah, what amazing, a life he leads. These sort of things happen ordinary. more when he's not managing the team. Yeah, yeah, it's but he was also asked right. about whether he thought Cristiano Ronaldo was in better form than Messi at the moment. He met Ronaldo, didn't he? At the, yeah. the classic, there's a picture of them. Um, and then he just went, I don't see it that way. As in, he's not Argentinian, so he can't be. Yeah. Mm. Dear idea. Fabulous. I love, you know, that he doesn't understand that the people that drew up his contract have paid their tax. <laughs> <laughs> and that they don't also have to pay his tax. Yeah, why, why would people who are much more poor than you pay your tax because you can't be bothered? <laughs> Tony works in it's not Cameron's Britain. <laughs> oh, Boom. Political. Like that. Yeah. Right, get back here and uh, give us some correspondence. Oh, um, we should also do in, in Pete's absence because it was his idea in the first place. We should, I've got a little football manager update as well. Oh, go on then. Uh, for people who haven't heard, uh, Jim, Pete and myself are trying to keep QPR up. We've been given that challenge by a football manager. Um, and I managed to play my first two games um, as manager of QPR. I lost my first one 3 2 to Man City. Mm. I uh, lost 4 0 to City. So, so you did better okay. than I did. Uh, Darren Bent scored my two goals. I've got Darren Bent for some reason. Yeah, I have as well. And Nicholas and Elka, quite a few players that aren't there. We, we went over this last week. Oh, okay, right. So we've been given those. And then I drew 1 0 with Norwich. And I was 1 0 up and bastard Johnny House and scored an equaliser in the ah. last minute. My team cannot <laughs> defend. And worse than that, um, Clint Hill's got an ankle injury. He's out for six weeks. Oh. So and I, and I couldn't sign on the defenders before the window closed. No one would come to me. It's so difficult. I'm I've had trouble attracting players. So I'll be drilling my players hard this week, and that's not a euphemism. He means he'll be bumming them. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Correspondence, yeah. please. Question of the week this week was: Harry Redknapp took his players to Dubai for a break last week among controversial circumstances. If you were a manager, what would you do to give your squad a break? <laughs> Uh, Jack of Few Styles on Twitter says as a Birmingham City fan I would take him to the North Pole then I'd leave him there the useless bastards Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Derek Cole says don't ask me the chairman would deal with that right. uh, come on it's always nice yeah. to see isn't it uh, <laughs> Tom Morley says the DW Stadium nice and quiet yeah <laughs> <laughs> bit of a um, 
Pete. Terry Nutkin, um, aka Fat PK, <laughs> yeah, like says, um, I'd take him to Portsmouth. They could meet the Portsmouth team and see how poor footballers live. It'll be like Live Aid. Oh, that's not nice. Can we have a bit more upbeat ones here? Okay, here's the one for you then. Max Oxley, I'd probably take him to a theme park. A dinosaur-based theme park. <laughs> now you're talking. You know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to see those with a hashtag clever girl, if possible. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, true, that's yeah. true. Or a damn, mm. with an exclamation mark. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Chris Best um, tweeted, a rucksack of Kit Kat chunkies, a dentist waiting room load of take-a-break magazines and a DVD of John Virgo trickshot. Yeah. Hashtag break. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little dig at you here, Jimbo, as well. Yeah, there will be one of those. AJ said, taken to Arsene Wenger's house any time during December and January for an end of season party. It's not a dig at Jim. Well, that sort of is. Are you taking it on, on the chin or? Mm. Mm. I haven't got room. I don't know what I mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben Johnson finishes off by saying um, three words a rocky box set marathon. Well, yeah. Yeah. I once tried to do a Lord of the Rings uh, box set marathon. All three of them couldn't do it. I've, Too never, long. Seen, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Wow. You know they're all based on the Bible and stuff. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, well, I've read the book. <laughs> the only film which <laughs> I can say that about. <laughs> right, let's have a profile. Oh, yes. Now, what have we got here? We have, we've got a Frenchman. This guy is a real cult hero in France. You may not have heard of him, but you'll be familiar with him by the time we finish this podcast. It's Steve Savedan. Savidon, presumably that's Savidon. Savigol. Savigol. Well, mm. uh, come to that. Don't jump the gun. Um, uh, now, uh, a, a real um, lovable character from, from the French leagues, uh, but we will talk about his career in just a minute after a very important fact is uh, read out. He was born on uh, 29th of June 1978. Oh, 11 years after the summer of love. He must yeah. be one of the youngest in there, surely. Must be one of the youngest. Mm. Yeah. Must be Jim. Must be Jim. If not the youngest. Mm. Um. An incredible career uh, the man had. I mean, he's still, you know, 34 currently. He started his career with his hometown club, Angers, who were in the third tier of French football. He made his debut when he was 19. 19 years old, third tier of French football. Yeah. Humble. Beginnings. Humble beginnings, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, and he played for the club for two seasons. He did pretty well for them, actually, scoring 24 goals in 42 matches. Not bad at all. Um, now, the third tier of French football, certainly back then um, in the late 90s, was amateur. I think probably largely is now. Um, but he needed to find work outside of football to pay the bills. Uh, and he said years later that he, he said, I couldn't get by on my salary, so I used to work as a dustman from 5 to 12 every morning and then go and train. That's Lofthouse-esque. Yeah. <laughs> that is outrageous. Isn't it? Well, it's not, is it? That's just um, no, no. I didn't know that how much work he's. Yeah, no. In. I mean, the commitment there is brilliant. Yeah, it really is superb. Um, and he's uh, impressed. I think he worked as a barman as well. Not all as one. Imagine that going all the way through. Mm. Um, so uh, no sleep, Steve. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> His impressive displays um, for on here were noticed by uh, League Two side Chateau. When he went to see the club and talked through personal terms, he was invited by um, the manager, former France goalkeeper, of course, Joel Batts, um, mm. quite a big player in mm. France back in the day. And it, it, Batts wanted to show him around the town after um, talking personal terms and whatnot. But he said, no, I'm going to have to turn you down there because I need to get back for training in the morning and I've got, uh, I've got to be on the bins as well. Quite early. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was even then, you know, when, when um, a lot of people in France uh, came to know about um, uh, Savigol, it's those kind of stories that, that, that really um, made him go to the French people's hearts. Um, but anyway, so still in the third tier of, of French football. 
Um, now he didn't do too well at his uh, his new club. Um, he'd moved up a league by then. Uh, he only scored three goals in in twenty appearances, so not particularly uh, setting the world on fire. Journeyman esque. Yeah, well, his career instead of taking off that he would have certainly hoped it kind of faltered really. He then moved. He would have got more goals if he went on the bend in the morning, probably. Mm. Well, maybe yeah, that was that was something to do with it. So Chateau Road, not the greatest of times. He moved to Ajaccio for a season and then back to Angers where he scored a, a few more goals than he had in previous seasons. But, I mean, this is this, so far this is just a career going around the lower leagues of France. Mm. Yeah. You know. So why has he been introduc- introduced, well, Marcus? Well, it's slowly but surely. What's we'll this induction there. all about? Well, he, he, he then uh, moved to Beauvais. And uh, in, in 2002, and he went the entire season without scoring a goal. Wow! In 24 league games, and the club were relegated. I mean, wow. this is not Dean Windows Hall of Fame stuff. No, really. it's yeah. almost like you're trying to tear the place down. <laughs> um, so um, uh, Savidon moved back to the third tier to um, to play for Angoulême, and uh, he. He, he did a bit better there. Um, and this is, he's 25 at this point. Mm. 25. It's um, looking like it's not going to happen. Here I'm <laughs> just saying. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Here he but began. Did, did he lose faith, Marcus? No, he didn't. No, he never. He, yeah. scored, he scored 12 goals in 37 games for that. It's all right. It's all right. He also yeah. chipped in with 14 assists. Mm. Mm. So, you know, the wheels are turning. Um, he was he was an asset to that team and a very hard working crowd pleaser um, and then he signed for Valenciennes in 2004 now they were in the third tier themselves but they're a much bigger club of course I mean uh, Valenciennes are a bigger side than that they'd fallen down the leagues rather embarrassingly kind of Man City-esque you know a few mm. years ago um, and Savidal was one of the, the main men to help them get them out of their predicament He's 26 by now. I mean, time's ticking away here. Um, but he's uh, he, he was ready to, to fight uh, for this side and get them out of that French 30. He scored 19 goals, and the club were promoted to League Two. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. The man, League the fan, League Deux. The yeah. man the fans called Savagol was beginning to get in his groove. <laughs> this was the first of successive promotions for Valenciennes. They won the 2006 League Deux title, and he scored 16 goals himself. He's 28, and he's in Ligue 1. Ligue 1. At the peak, mm. at possibly the peak of his career. He's putting uh, in league. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, remarkably, he's joined a side who have flown up the leagues, and he's found his scoring touch, and he's in league. Uh, bearing in mind, you know, he was on the bins not that long ago. Mm. Um, so many said, well, not many, because many people didn't know him. The people who knew him thought, well, he can't do it in the top flight. But he proved them wrong. In his first season, he scored thirteen goals. Now. You might think that's not great, but second top goal scorer in the league that year. Only two behind um, uh, Pauletta, who was playing up front for PSG. Mm. He also got a haul against Nantes, who had Fabian Barthez in goal. Yeah. People's heads began to turn. I, I vaguely remember that. Right. Yeah. So so suddenly he's in Liga, he's a second top scorer. Because was, was um, Barthez playing for Nantes then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. Um, and so former teammates of his and managers must have been thinking bloody hell nobody exactly nobody uh, could have predicted this the French public saw uh, his impressive and spirited performances and and then you know matched with the knowledge that they learnt about his background they absolutely loved this guy you know here he was 28 years old and he he was a crowd pleaser and he he, he was a striker he was only a little guy about 5758 working the channels well lots of people say that because uh, a massive amount of French players now are so far removed from reality in yeah. France, and a lot of them play overseas in England. As well. this, yeah, this is a guy. Who, this is a guy who could really they could hang their hat on. You know, he's mm. a, the ultimate blue collar French footballer. Essentially, that's right. He that's gives right. them something to clap and clean up after them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
So, uh, he, you know, as you said, Luke, man of the people. Um, he even opened a restaurant up um, when playing for Valenciennes, and he said, my proudest achievement so far is the fact that I've been able to employ seven local people full-time. Oh. Yeah. What a top man. Well, he said, if there's something that really matters in a region that has hit, been hit by um, uh, hard economic times, then it's work. So we'll give him mm. something back. Yeah. Damn it all. Um, the following year in Liga, Valenciennes just survived relegation. Savidan's 13 goals um, helped them keep in the top league um, and in 2008 um, quite sensationally due to Valencia's financial woes because he did love um, playing for that club he was sold to Cannes for 5 million euros when it, the players worth 5 million euros again was a couple of years early he was playing amateur football in, in mm. the third tier um, absolutely incredible he played for Cannes for one season he got 14 goals in, in, in that season but the story was to get even bigger during that time there was so much public support for him, generally speaking, but more specifically to get a national team call-up. He said at the time, imagine if it works. Imagine if I hit two goals just like I've dreamed of doing since I was a kid. Why Where's two? Yeah. <laughs> Why not a hat-trick? We're well, a realist, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on him. Where's He's the... the people. He doesn't yeah. want to be too far removed from reality. Flash. Yeah. <laughs> I love what he says. He says, where's the risk in trying? If I don't fit in, I'll toddle back to where I came from. And you can say, see, I told you he wasn't up to it. Oh. He's the least French man ever. <laughs> But there was so much public support, as I say, at the time for this. They loved this guy, and he was performing. Mm. I mean, his goal tallies aren't sort of 20, 30 goals a season, but going on, you know, Pauletta's uh, top scorer, 15 goals that year, I mean, there doesn't, didn't seem to be many goals in, the, in Liga at the time. Also, also, hasn't there really been for a while a... Um, I'm, I'm sure I read Andy Brassel about talking a bit about it, saying mm. that there's been a big um, fashion around, around that sort of time of playing one striker up front so yeah he was so played up front he was yeah. essentially leading the line this whole time so it wasn't, right. just, it wasn't all about goals anyway at that absolutely, point, you know? absolutely. And, and also we need to remember that a lot of the people we introduce uh, sorry induct into the, into the Dean when that's Hall of Fame if they're strikers they can be from what, any era mm. and the, game, the games were so much more high scoring back in the day that's you right. know, so it's going to be a little bit more impressive um, Ramon Domenech gave him the nod oh it's brilliant mm. yeah and he was included in the squad for the home friendly uh, with Uruguay <laughs> Um, now Frank Ribéry famously worked his way up through non-league football in France rather than through the academy system which obviously so many of their players <laughs> do but Ribéry you know, made his international debut at 23 and obviously yeah. went on to, to great stardom still is but Savage was 30 when he got his first cap you know? right yeah four years pre previous to this he'd been playing amateur football in the third tier of France You know, now he was appearing for Le Bleu at the uh, Stade de France yeah because like, Ribéry was at um, Galatasaray for a bit wasn't he yeah that's right before, before he went for before a big Marseille, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so he didn't start the game but he was brought on for the last half an hour much Bullard-esque he really I is. thought he played the whole second half yeah I think it was the last half an hour much oh, okay, to the right. delight of the home faithful I mean his performance was the only thing that, that was um, of note that evening in a drab nil-nil draw he, you know, he worked the channels closed down defenders and he was inches away from scoring a spectacular overhead kick oh, oh, that would have been so good a shame yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been too good to be true. I know he was no Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said after the game that uh, after even he'd he... swept up, presumably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, his... did he play sweeper? Ooh. That's poor. Doesn't work. Even his teammates um, in the France side were pleased that he'd received a call up. He said, "I'm very honoured because they gave me a small flag of the match to mark my first selection. They also gave me a jersey. I'll sell it on eBay tomorrow." I doubt he did. I also heard that he got um, offered by Patrick Vieira afterwards mm. to go for dinner. That's right. And he said, "Well, I can't go for dinner. I've got to go training tomorrow." Yeah. And Vieira said, "Well, you just made your first international cap. Um, you know, take them all and off." And he's yeah. like, "No, I'm yeah, not doing it." That's mm. right. Yeah, that's right. Um, during the winter transfer, um, uh, sorry, during the, the the transfer window around that time, there was talk of Marseille and Lyon going in for him, which again is mm. incredible it's great stuff. stuff. 
Uh, at the end of the season um, in 2009, he was offered uh, a contract at Monaco in a dream move, and no one could ever Quite have seen. Quite a lot of money this. as well, wasn't there? Yeah, no one could ever seen this coming. This was the big move to um, to uh, one of the France's big sides in Ligue 1. However, this tale has a sad ending. Because we have so much build-up, he gets his French cap, and whilst undergoing a medical at Monaco, they found a heart defect, and he was forced to retire the game at the age mm. of 31. Mm. He just... It builds so beautifully and incredibly, mm. and right at the end, you have this cruel yeah. twist. But, you know, if you look at the reality of the situation, he did get to achieve a lot of things. He got capped for France, and, right, you know, yeah. he rose to, the, to a really high level, and then he didn't die, the great, you know, the which great, is yeah. very much a positive, I'd imagine, in his mind. Mm. And also, the, the great thing about it is, the thing I respect arguably the most about it, is he went out and gave the press conference himself, yeah. and announced it himself, That's and, right. and essentially said, well, you know, it could be worse. Yeah, no, I've had a I've had a great run, you know. Yeah, at the age of thirty-one, he just sort of went, "I'm done." That's mm. me. Um, and it, I mean, it is a shame that his f- potential was perhaps maybe not quite fulfilled. But then it's funny to say that about a thirty-one-year-old who, who mm. actually scored quite a few goals in. in, in he made like four hundred sort of professional appearances or something. So yeah, he, he, did, he did okay. Absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, uh, no doubt a few more French caps would have followed. I think because he was very highly rated at the time. And yeah, I mean, mildly similar, very mildly similar to, to Lillian Turam's near transfer to PSG when he was found um, to have a heart defect and mm. retired. But of course, Turam had played at the highest level. Um, for, for many a year before that mm. but I, I'll leave um, the, the, the final words to um, a ramble favourite Andy Brassel whose, whose piece on um, Savinel was um, greatly <laughs> appreciated and used for this, for this um, profile and Brassel summed up quite nicely saying that Savinel carried, carried himself in exactly the way most fans in his position hoped they would mm. with the happy-go-lucky disposition of a lottery winner knowing yet joyful when Savinel scored for Valenciennes and did a backflip or gave a flash of his Superman Y-fronts it could have been <laughs> your mate Dave doing the same after bagging one on a Sunday morning and Hackney Marshes in East London and in he comes man the people Savagol into the Dean Wendat Hall of Fame well kids that's about it for the Ramble this week if you want to get in touch the email address is show at thefootballramble.com the Twitter is at footballramble and the website is thefootballramble.com yes it is yeah uh, plenty of things to be getting your teeth into over there absolutely beastie Jim (laughs) say goodbye for crying out loud goodbye Luke free Pete and it's goodbye from me see you next time 